Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. Welcome, guys. We are here to discuss episode three of season two of Daredevil. Full spoiler alert, we're going to get into it right now. I think this one's called New York's Finest. Yeah. This episode was great. So good. On on this episode, we had... uh, Super spoiler alert, by the way. Super spoiler alert. Uh, Daredevil and Punisher... Daredevil has been captured by Punisher, and they're meeting on a rooftop, and it's basically just such a classic scene of them comparing their philosophies. Yeah. Uh, so good. So good. This entire episode is so good. I did not even want to – I wish this episode had just been that rooftop, honestly. <laughs> but it also included uh, Foggy Nelson visiting Claire in the hospital. And getting one of the greatest monologues he's ever had. Yeah. Really great. Really great scene for Foggy. Um, and – there's a uh, there's a little very very small B plot with uh, I guess C plot with uh, <laughs> Karen um, trying to investigate the Punisher. Yeah, or yeah, it's so investigate the can... Punisher, but also save the firm. Yes, yes. So that she somebody can save has the firm. to. I mean, somebody should. has to keep the keep the oil burning at home. Yeah, because they, they can't keep the lights on because they're not getting paid, so they got to have right. oil burn. <laughs> they got to use lamps or something. Yeah, something's <laughs> got to happen. All right, so let's let's, let's get the, the B and C plots out of the way. Uh, C plot, Karen did a great job just standing up to that dude, but I honestly did not think that she was going to get the files from him. I thought he was actually turning her down. Yeah, I did too. Until he like stuffed all of her files into his folder and yeah, then like, I guess I wasn't handed paying, her everything. I wasn't paying close enough attention to what I I thought because he left the room and she walks around the desk and grabs a couple things. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he handed her the thing she's looking at or if she like oh, he's out of the room, I'm just going to take them, which also could have him been, been I mean, like, I'm going to leave the room now, wink. I, but I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, that was a little confusing for me. Like if he was just going to deny her leaving the room with all of his files there right. and her in the room, it was like, a little weird. Real dumb. Real dumb, uh, if that was the case. So but, I think he was intending to give her something. Like when he, was, when he started that whole like, oh, you got to get out of here and don't you dare call me, like, and then put her files into his folder. I was like, that's not her fo- Oh, that's what's nah, happening. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and he grabbed like the, uh, the, the X-ray folder and like stuck it with him. He was like, have a nice day, Miss Page. And then walks out and I'm like, and she grabs more. Like, okay. It's wow. You're helping her a lot. Like you're, you're helping her a whole lot. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think that was, that was cool. Um, the the foggy the foggy scene was great. It's great to see Claire again. Yeah, we yeah. got our, we got our we uh, talked about her yesterday. <laughs> we got a reference to uh, Luke Cage, Luke Cage yep. which is nice. Nice, and it kind of it helps to sort of cement the timeline a little bit on where this falls with Jessica sure. Jones. Absolutely, and she's being punished at work for trying to help Jessica and Luke. Uh, punished? That's a strong word, sir. <laughs> well, given this show, yes, punished is a strong <laughs> word. Uh, but uh, but no, she's being punished for you know for letting Luke Cage go and, Luke Cage and walking escape. out with him, which I still contend is a huge plot hole. Uh, just a spoiler alert for that episode of Jessica Jones. She's told <laughs> she's told those two episodes to I guess. take him no, that home. One. Yeah, and they 
and they, they just show him up, up at home. Uh, how did she carry him? Like, there's no way that He's Claire was going to carry. I mean, Jessica, sure, she could carry. Anyway. She did carry. I digress. We covered it on Jessica Jones, but it annoyed me that they mentioned it because I was like, it's a huge plot hole. Like, how did you get him home? He's like a big guy. Yeah, it's weird. You're not a large girl or with super strength. Nope, not not a large one. So. It's a really great monologue for Foggy. Oh, yeah, real great. Real, real fun. And it just, it goes to show, like, he does care about everybody and he's and also, a really good talker and also that he's a bigger thug he is he, is, he, he that keeps was, it real thug that was real cute i <laughs> love that like even with his being like super serious about the situation he's just like let me find the way to make a joke here that was more clear <laughs> I was like, you're the bigger thug. <laughs> she said, the only way that I've seen a thug step down yeah, is, is when there's a bigger thug. And he's like, I'd like to keep it real thug. Well, yeah, but she was like, is a bigger thug. And she kind of gave him a poke. Like, yeah, you fair. are the bigger thug. He's like, I like to keep it thuggish. <laughs> <laughs> real good. Real it's good. a really good exchange All between right. those two. So, fuck those two plots. <laughs> They were great. They were good. They were great. Those were great plots. But oh my gosh. This was such a great episode. The A plot was amazing. Um, I wanted to bury the lead so we can just get all that out of the way because I just want to spend the rest of the time today talking about that hallway and stairwell fight scene. Well, the rooftop. The rooftop in general? Obviously, the stairwell. The one shot there? The one shot was amazing. Um, This show, I think it was said on our Facebook uh, I think it was Dre. Yeah, Dre Thompson said, "Daredevil is the reason hallways exist," <laughs> and I second that. Well, now they got a hallway to a stairwell, which some of the stuff that, that happened in that hallway and stairwell was insane. When he, th- it all was practical for the most part, but there's a couple things in there I'm not sure they could have done practically. Like he throws a guy down two floors, and the guy just crash lands. Yeah, I don't know if they did that on wires. It, Which is super it looked impressive. Really painful either it, way. Yeah, it looked really good. Like even with wires, that probably hurt I a lot. I think they just killed an actor for that. <laughs> um, that guy's just dead. He yeah. sacrificed everything. Give him the Oscar. Sometimes stuntmen die because there's just mistakes. But uh, he was like, "No, we have to make planned. this look this awesome." This is just a sacrifice. <laughs> There's the one stuntman that's like, no, it, this has to be done. Yeah, this, this shot is too amazing. I this. I give my life. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> that that was all amazing, and and we will we will talk more about it. But what really got me with this episode is the character building. Yes, the rooftop, the the incredible disparity between them, and what lengths Frank will go to, and Daredevil will not. Just oh. Uh, and I love that Frank is so invested in convincing uh, Daredevil that they're the same, or that he is right. Yeah, I, I like you know, it. You just he one acts bad like day away from being me. He acts like he doesn't give give a fuck. He's like, whatever. I'm you're 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 a half measure. I'm doing the right thing, but I'm just doing what's required. The fact that he cares so much about convincing Daredevil, yeah. That he's that he's doing the right thing shows to me that there's like a chink in his armor. There's like, yep. uh, there's a little bit of I don't. He, he has he has to convince him. There's a touch of uncertainty. 
and 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 it's Duck- like he's trying to convince Daredevil as much as himself. He's trying to solidify it in, in, in himself by convincing someone else. One of the best moments, and it's totally a great character moment, uh, right before the hallway scene, and it gave that hallway scene so much more character to my mind. Is they he comes up behind the guy, he's holding the gun to the back of the, the guy's head. He's like, oh, yeah. "Let him go, put him inside." Let, let's let's the old guy go, um, and then he rears back the gun and pulls the trigger, click, and it, clicks. and then he smirks. Yeah, he kinda, smirks because he goes. <laughs> Frank Castle wasn't going to let him shoot him in the head. You know, he just wanted to prove that he would yeah. to save someone's life, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you're, you're, you're me on a – it's a bad day for you. You're me now. But, like, he wasn't actually going to give him a bullet and a gun aiming to aim at his head. Well, he did have one bullet in it, though, because he shot the chains. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. That's they really, but he was he was being truthful. There's that's a three fifty seven yeah. with one bullet. Now now I feel even now I don't feel as good about that scene. Uh, I don't know. I guess I just think I think it's crazy that Frank Castle would give him a bullet. <laughs> but that's also, he knew though. He knew that wasn't gonna wasn't gonna go down. See, but that doesn't go well with the theme of him wanting so badly to be proven right. I guess he's willing to risk his own life just to prove be proven right. Yeah, or bring Daredevil down to his level. And then why did Daredevil Oh, I guess he was I guess, I guess the whole See, I misread this whole thing. I forgot that he you shot a bullet. Uh I guess his smirk was more that like he never could have killed the guy that he was aiming a gun at. <laughs> I think it was that he smirked because he knew that he had gotten away with making them think there was a gun yeah, yeah. loaded on that them. Makes, that makes sense. And he went he went click Let's do this. Yeah, and that's that's what I felt from he it. Fought that entire battle with a hand duct taped to a gun. <laughs> that was so insane. He just used it as a club. He's yeah. like, it's cool. I just have a metal hand now. Yeah, like I just I have pistol hand. That's what they're gonna call they me. Call, they call me the Immortal Pistol Fist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, no, that's a good one. He's um, he's not one of the defenders when he has such a, a, an aggressive weapon, pistol fist. Yeah, I don't know that this gave. I don't know that this is from comics at all. This relationship between the Punisher and Daredevil. Oh yeah, they clashed so many. Sure, times. they clash, but I don't know if the relationship where Frank Castle wants to convince him he's one bad day away from being him. Is it? It's all because that is it. directly from Batman. <laughs> that is yeah. that is the Batman and the Joker relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh and that's and, what I was thinking of the whole time. I was yeah. thinking of Dark Knight the exactly. whole time. Exactly. Um and so I didn't know if that's like just something they co-opted or if this is cuz I know they meet in the comics, they work together, they work mm. against each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've I've read <laughs> Marvel Knights comic books where they're teaming up to do whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a very loose team up. Sure. But there, I mean, just like Daredevil, there are Daredevil Punisher comic books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they're working, working to bring down someone bigger or whatever. Yeah. But um, I never noticed this this kind of contentious relationship. And I think they will find some sort of. I think there's going to be a reason in this season for them to team up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's going to be something so bad. Oh yeah. That Daredevil's going to go to Punisher for help, mm-hmm. even though. He knows he can't trust him not to kill. We haven't even seen Elektra yet this season. Oh, yeah. 
And, that, and that might be that might tie it all together. Maybe the hand is around and he needs he needs all the help he can get, so he goes to the other vigilante on the block right now. <laughs> hey, I know you're really good at being a vigilante, and I could use a hand with the hand. Man. <sighs> Shooting the chains was a good idea. Yeah. I'm really glad he still shot Grotto. Yeah, I, I remember I, I asked uh, yesterday, like, what, how long is Grotto going to live? Is he going to be just the guy? Well, nah, no, 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 that, that, not anymore. It is no longer the case. That, Three episodes, uh, almost. Daredevil has tried to save Grotto. He's saved Grotto twice, and he tried to save him a third time, but was not successful. Oh, man. And Which, we haven't really seen Daredevil not be successful. He made yeah. a promise to that guy, and that, and he did not live up to the promise. But then again, Grotto is not a great guy. Sure. But still, I think that's going to weigh on Matt. And he had to, like, he tried to justify what he did, like, killing the wife. I, like, I had no choice. She saw my face. Oh, yeah. You did have that's, a choice. Yeah, that is not a good reason to kill someone. Yeah, you did have a choice. You could like, have not done any of that. Killing a bad person, blah, blah, blah. He killed a gangster. It's like, oh, that's just gangster shit. But you killed someone just, just you killed an old lady just to protect your own identity. Like that's not a really good reason at all. No, for any of that. Nope. Just it's Grotto's not a great guy. Like I felt real bad for him because of everything that happened with him, but I, I'm not. I don't say that I'm. I'm sorry that it happened. Oh sure, no, and that's the thing. It's like. That's the that's the, the moral Punisher dilemma that we're right. having. The Punisher is right in a lot of ways. Those people don't get back up. Grotto's not going to go back and just start another crime family in another city or whatever. Yeah. Or join another crime family in another city. Um, he's done. I mean, you can't argue with the results. I, just the methods. Yeah. The methods, though. I just, I, I loved it. I loved every minute of this episode. I have. I, I feel like I'm facing the same moral dilemma that that Daredevil is. Like his his results are effective, but like it's not a good way to go about it. But the results are effective. Yeah. Just ah, uh, I can't. I want to agree with both of them, and I want Frank to just have a good day. All of these. <laughs> I want to see an episode where Frank just has like sunshine and rainbows <laughs> around. Uh, I don't bring think, him back. I don't think that's an episode we're gonna get. It might. You don't know. <laughs> don't you don't know. The, yeah, this was just great. Just really great. Just I don't, I don't even have much more to say, except for go to the fair. Them on that rooftop. How about that chain, though? Amazing. Oh, the chain was awesome. Using the chain in like all the ways that he needs to. I feel yeah. like I feel like because of that, he's gonna find a way to affix a cable to the Billy Club, right? And like be able to use it that way and be like, that was really effective. I need to use that. Yeah. Like we're seeing his his arsenal build as this progresses. Yeah, yeah. What did he use? I used to use the sticks with he used the Escrima sticks when stick came. Yeah. He used the clubs. And then and then he incorporated yeah, before it that, into his vigilantism. Yeah, before that he was just using his fists. And yeah. then stick came and he Brought the sticks back, and he's like, oh, yeah, okay, these are a good idea. I'll yeah, use clubs. all right, clubs. Um, yeah. And Man. then he's got, like, the straight-out-of-the-comic-book Billy Club that bounces off of everything mm -hmm. and comes right back to him because he's that skilled. Boomerang Billy Club. Boomerang Billy Clubs. Um, I, I swear they're made out of vibranium or something. I just want to – I don't even know what to say about it. I just want to talk about – 
this conversation that they had at the top at the, on, on the rooftop. Just everything Frank Castle said was amazing. Yeah. Um, everything. I love that he was calling him red. Yeah. I love that yep. he keeps talking about asking him if he, uh, you charge by the hour, Doc. And that whole, all that shit just, it, I, it endeared me to the Punisher so much. And, and I, I, I believed in Matt, everything Matt was saying, I believed in him. I don't uh, disagree with him, but, but, it, and he didn't come off whiny. I was, I was a little worried I'd just be all Punisher side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you, we, last season we talked about it a lot, and I was a little bit on Fisk's side. <laughs> like, you kind of felt bad for Fisk for so like, a lot of it. What is the line between Fisk and Punisher? That's a whole different discussion, but like... Like, what's the line between Daredevil and Punisher? Well, that, that's what we've been talking about this whole time, but like, Fisk and Punisher is kind of the, the same thing. What's the line between Stiltman and... <laughs> I don't know you're talking, who's still man. The guy in the first episode that was selling guns that saw, like, say, and saw this off, and you would get a better spread. Oh, Turk. Turk, that's Turk. his name. Yeah, in comics, he's still man. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, well, uh, I just think that the idea of Fisk and Punisher is interesting because Fisk was also willing to just go to all lengths yeah. to stop crime in his city. And it manifested in a very different way, but in, in some ways, he's Daredevil's facing off with the same kind of character. But I also realized that there, at least in comics, we're supposed to kind of believe in Punisher as an anti-hero, and Fisk is a villain. And it's just like, what is the line there? I think part of the line is definitely that Fisk kills the innocent. So far, yeah. We haven't seen Punisher do that. Yeah, and he ex- he explicitly says, like in the hospital or about the hospital, that nobody got hurt that didn't deserve it. That's right. And he, then, but then he holds a gun to a man's head, that Marine's head. Uh, it wasn't to his head. It was to the doorway. T- to his head. Trained on his head, maybe. It was to his head, um, through a doorway to obscure it, not to stop it. Um, and then he he, he didn't says, have to do it. Well, he says, well, exactly. But that's the thing. Fisk doesn't want to have to kill either, unless it's necessary. In the first episode, Fisk lets Karen live because he says, you know, she's, you know, it would be overkill to kill her. She's already damaged yeah. done. Um, so, so Fisk has, Fisk makes those same decisions. Um, the thing, the thing though, is that Punisher told Daredevil that that was theater for him, but was it? Would he have gone through with killing that man? Probably not. He probably would have knocked him out. Yeah, I doubt. I doubt he would have killed that man. Yeah, but he was an innocent. Yeah, that's the thing. I guess that's the line. Punisher is willing to kill and willing to go far, but he's not willing to go that far. And I guess we're gonna find out. I got. I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where how far Punisher is willing to go. Yeah, there was. Um, there's a there's a scene that always resonates with me about Punisher um, from the comics in Civil War when. Uh, he shows up at Cap's hideout, and there's a couple of bad guys that are helping Cap because you know every everybody's alliances are are skewed a bit. A couple of bad guys show up at the hideout, and the Punisher's already there. And 
Punisher just lights him up, just like draws a line across both of them with bullets. Mm-hmm. And then Cap's like, what the hell are you doing? These are our allies. Like throws Punisher against the wall, starts beating the crap out of him. And he's like, why aren't you fighting me? Fight me. And Punisher's like, you're not a bad guy. I'm not going to fight you. Mm-hmm. And it's just that always just like, oh, God, this guy may be crazy about what he does. He may be fanatical, but he's got a very clear set of morals and a very clear set of rules that he goes by. Yeah. So it's such a, such a, <sighs> it's such a, like, I, I think I trust him to do that. Yeah. Which is bad. But um, <laughs> that's the problem is how can you trust anyone to do that? Because he's basically being judge and executioner. Yeah. You know, what makes him work? Because at that moment, Cap is running from the government. He's wanted. He, He's doing illegal things, yeah. Um, but you—he's not necessarily doing wrong things. So yeah. how do you how do you make that distinction as a human being without well, full knowledge? That's just ethics, man. Although it is clear to me that Punisher has done his research because he killed that group of Irish people, Irish mobsters. Yeah, and I was like, okay. How do you know there wasn't like a guy in there that's a pretty good guy that just drives or whatever? But apparently he did his homework and knew every person in that room. Yeah. Because he knew exactly the sin that Grotto had committed. Mm-hmm. And and like how did he even know that? Uh, he pro- he must have had to do some serious research to do that, figure that out. He wasn't charged with it apparently. He knows the specific sin that Grotto committed, um, and I'm assuming he had that in his mind for every mobster in that room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or he may, maybe he just does that due diligence. You ever watch Dexter? Yeah. Dexter is basically the Punisher. Yeah. Um, and just much more discreet. Yeah, much more discreet and much more uh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he. He he does his due diligence. He won't he won't ever kill someone without really exploring whether they did what you know. There was that one guy though. Yeah, there's one or two throughout the series where he like does something where that he ends up regretting or does well, something that goes too far. But I, I you know I don't there was spoil uh, there was Dexter. But well, there was that one guy that like the assistant was the bad guy and he actually killed the the wrong person. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember every specific one. I know there's a few like that. And that's and that's part of the sh- that's all just minutiae the show. My point is, I'm yeah. just trying to try to draw the parallel between Frank Castle's well, sort Frank, of Frank Castle is a lot more, uh, a lot more uh, well researched. <laughs> yeah, a lot more well researched than I thought when I first watched that first episode. I was like, oh, he just killed a mob bunch of mobsters because they're mobsters. <laughs> um, but he apparently had researched individuals in that room. You thought that he just went to like a birthday party and it's like, these are bad guys. They're gathered together with bad things. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, I mean, down. he knew it was a meeting. You could know it's the meeting of the Irish mob. You're like, yeah. All right. This is a good thing to hit. Um, yeah, this is a good place. He obviously to didn't research enough because he didn't research the dog. Maybe. Maybe the dog was trying to attack him. He hit him on the head. and Yeah. He probably just didn't know the dog was going to be there. Yeah. Could have been anything. But that's the thing. That's the problem with what he's doing is he never knows. There could be someone. There are people that are going to get caught in the crossfire. Innocents are going to get hurt. Yes. And if they do, we'll have to to see how how Castle responds to that. Yeah. So we need to hit some feedback before we end this. Let's do it. Um, Omar Amalia. I missed this one. Um, 
with episode one. He says, and we're back. Daredevil season two, episode one. Spoilers. Stiltman is high even before he gets his stilts. As soon as he said he'd be back on the streets, I felt the punch coming. Great first episode. Very true. Absolutely. Very true. Now, I really liked, I just like Turk a lot in that episode. Yeah. Stiltman. Um, here we go. Gary Vasut says to us on Facebook, feedback discussion for season two, episode three of Daredevil. Hello, MCU cast. How's the binge going? It's going quite well. Thank you. Yeah, Thank really asking. enjoying it. Really enjoying yeah. it. We're about to take a lunch and grab some pizza. Yeah, man. Uh, he says, I finished episode three Friday night and wanted to discuss the hallway slash stairwell fight scene with you. I'm a huge sucker for long takes slash extended tracking shots in film and TV, which is why the hallway scene from episode two last year was one of my favorite scenes. Well, it seems that the, the crew at Daredevil one-upped themselves with this new one-shot for this episode. Or did they? I think there are one or two cuts in that sequence cleverly hidden by some camera tricks similar to the techniques used in the film Birdman or the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode Charlie Work. For those unaware, both that film and episode use tricks with the camera to make different shots appear as though they are one long continuous tracking shot, when in reality they are multiple shots with their cuts hidden, zooming in on a door or actor, uh, going into a dark room, etc., giving the illusion of a continuous shot. And I think... There might have been a couple used in this episode of Daredevil. The clearest point that there was likely a hidden cut is when the camera focuses on the door when the fight transitions from the hall to the stairwell. But that's the only one, or that's the only obvious one to me. I think there may have been another cut when Matt wraps the chain around the neck of one thug above him and pulls the biker down the floor to the stairs below him, but I'm not too sure. Uh, regardless of a full, unbroken, long take or a couple of stitched-together takes, a huge kudos to the DP for crafting a very well-done sequence. If there are cuts in that sequence, the illusion of the one-shot is definitely there. Absolutely. I am also a huge fan of long takes like that. I like Birdman a lot. I have not seen the episode Charlie work. I did not know they did that. That sounds awesome. That does sound neat. I like the the... The oneer in um, Serenity. Serenity has a great oneer. Yeah. It also has one hidden cut. Really? It does. Because it. it's not. I hate it now. It's uh, my least the favorite. The reason there is a hidden cut is because. <laughs> so they built that entire set. Yeah. But the two floors of the set are actually separated. Uh, they're, they're, they're on one flat plane. So the stairwell that leads down to the other floor does not actually lead to the other floor. So they had to hide that one cut to uh, go through the entire ship. Um, but you can see it. There's one part where like they whip around this blue wall and it's like, that's the cut. <laughs> mm. um, but still a great scene. I don't mind a cut. I do. I do love oneers, and I don't know if there were cuts in this scene. There definitely were places there could have been that wall, that, that door being one, as he mentioned. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there were also spots in Daredevil Season 1, uh, hallway sequence. There could have been hidden cuts, even though producers have confirmed there were not. Yeah. Um, so I would say just because there were possible places for cuts in this doesn't necessarily mean there were. Doesn't mean there have to be. Um, um, before this, this season started, when we were getting interviews and everything, there were uh, there were very many times when Charlie Cox said that there's... Uh, a hallway sequence in this season that puts the first one to shame. And I don't know if he, I don't remember if he said that there were no cuts to it, but yeah. the fact that he said it puts it to shame and was like one of the hardest things that they've done kind of says to me that it likely was, if not one cut, then like 
very much yeah. involved in there's definitely not very three. many cuts um it, just because there's mean, very few places you could cut in there yeah there's there's there were a couple of spots where like they zoomed in on the the back of the jackets of one of the bikers or whatever right, where right. it could have happened but it looked pretty unlikely that there were very many cuts at all yeah for sure um i still don't know how they did the thing i think it's the shot he's talking about when he pulls the henchman down a floor oh yeah yeah that shot i almost feel like it had to be cgi or something like that whole, <laughs> that whole henchman must have been C- really good cgi no the man they just sacrificed him to the cause <laughs> um yeah that's that's an amazing amazing shot um yeah we haven't really had much in the way of daredevil fighting like several enemies at once uh, the, until this episode this season, because the fights that we see him in are like he's chasing down guys, picking them off one at a time, or he's fighting Frank Castle. Well, we didn't even see that's the we didn't see that scene when he fought those people individually. Yeah, uh, Frank Castle's all we've seen him fight this season. Really. Yeah, he's, so this was our first chance to see, and I loved that um, Punisher uh, <laughs> blew up those guys' bikes, had them run up, and he's like. Only way you're getting out of here is if you grow wings. <laughs> and then he's like, or then, you fight or 30 he beat guys. the shit out of everybody. Yeah, that was insane. You know, whatever. So good. I love that that they're they're open to just the language now. Like now that that the Daredevil season 1 has been done and Jessica Jones is done and they understand that everybody's okay with the the content that's going on and the the use of language they just freely say like damn it or shit or like goddamn anything like that right they're just they're okay with it because like it makes sense for the characters in the in the situation they're in it actually i i I, not that there's been a daredevil not cussing thing but i just haven't noticed matt cussing as much and the matt is kind of matt is the good guy in the situation he's the righteous one (laughs) and when he said when he said uh uh, something about he he you said shit in his uh, oh, yeah. soliloquy about uh, to to the Punisher about you know not killing did some really bad shit yeah some really stupid shit yeah maybe even evil um, yep and, and it's just it was just like it was very real it felt real it yeah didn't feel, it feels like a real person talking he, to another real person trying he, yeah. to appeal to him in some way he didn't feel like you know Cap with his Language, language, um, which they do a good job with that too. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that doesn't feel real. Yeah, um, but it's a little more fanciful. This just felt like two guys having a real conversation. It feels they... like street level heroes. Yeah, it's great, great stuff. All right, guys. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash mcucast. Uh, mcucast at gmail.com or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, if you'd like to find a podcast similar to this, but for the DC universe, uh, all of that DC content that's out there, uh, go to DC On Screen. Check out DC On Screen. They're, from, they're buddies of ours. Um, they are, and they do a good podcast over there. So check them out. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, and this is just a quick appeal to you guys. We are doing this Daredevil cast, and we're really excited to do it. Um, but if you've got friends that are watching Daredevil, and I'm sure we all have friends that are watching through Daredevil, recommend the cast to them. We could really use uh, some help 
growing this thing, growing the community. We love all you guys and all of your uh, your feedback and having the chance to engage. Just uh, these last few weeks have been really fun uh, with the Civil War trailer uh, and the Daredevil stuff. All the all the stuff, all the interaction on Facebook and Twitter has been a lot of fun. So please help us grow the community. And we want to talk to everybody. If you if you if you if you if you get get more people in the conversation because when more people talk about it, more good things happen. More connections are made. We've got our, our several of our listeners on Facebook are interacting with each other without us even talking to anybody. Like they just yeah, have a lot of conversations to themselves. And I love seeing that. I love seeing everybody being brought together like that. Yeah, me too. Nathaniel Muzzy needs more friends because he's far away from everybody. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I, and uh, you joke you because Nathaniel Muzzy told us that a couple weeks ago. He's, he's kind of away from all his nerd friends. He's isolated. But that's, that's, that's me too. Um, I mean, obviously, I've got you, Jeff. Yeah, uh, I'm right here. But honestly, a lot of my life gets so busy, I don't get to spend time with my – geeky friends just geeking out about shit. And that's one of the reasons we started this podcast. Was so that we could geek out weekly. It's it's like a weekly sit down and geek out fest with each other, but also with our friends online now. Yeah. And it's just a lot of fun. I try to save my gushing. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I, when I was a kid, it would, you know, on the playground even, uh, or at church or whatever, me and my buddies would just like go off to the side and talk about Star Trek for six hours uh, <laughs> while we were supposed to be doing whatever work or studying or worshiping we were supposed to be doing uh <laughs> and, and we were we were talking about star trek and you know that just doesn't get to happen as an adult as much so this podcast is a really great you know place for me to do that you know what's really funny about all this is like i have conversations like everybody that i work with is pretty nerdy like everybody in my immediate area is pretty nerdy so like i get to have these conversations all the time and i feel like most of the time when i'm talking to them I find myself saying the exact same things that we say on the podcast to them, like right. having the same conversation. <laughs> and I, I like harken back to him. Like, I've already said this. I, I feel like I've already said, yeah. why don't you listen to the podcast? <laughs> I've already said this. Oh yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, my girlfriend, um, I have, she is not a nerdy person naturally. Yeah. She did not come by it. Uh, except for since she's been dating me, I've shown her the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe and shown her all kinds of other things that are kind of on the nerdy spectrum, like Star Trek and Doctor Who and all that stuff. Um, she is going to work now. Uh, she's working a hospital job, and now she's gotten, she's somehow gotten a conversation, I guess, about some of the some nerdy content, either whether it be Batman v Superman or or some of the stuff that she knows all about because I have told her all about it and made her watch so much. Yeah. And uh, now people are asking her, oh, when does that come out? Like, they're like, she's become an authority. <laughs> Just <laughs> And the sad thing is she knows. Like, she's real, real versed in all of it. It's not like she's like, oh, hold on, let me talk to let my me, people. Let me text my it's boyfriend just, now. No, it's May she's, 6th. she's just like an expert now. <laughs> just by like, I have, uh, I feel kind of bad. I thought um, it was really funny when I posted on Facebook. I was just like, I got our ticket, or I got my ticket already for Civil War because it just came out. Like, I just now bought mine. Yeah. And then she commented like, I got ours too. <laughs> yep. like, yes, thank you. Yep. She did that and texted me. We're going at 7 o'clock on blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. 7 o'clock? Yeah. 7 o'clock is the non-3D one. I don't like 3D. Well, it's better. No, it's not. I don't know. It's just distracting. I know. Why'd you, why'd you insist on 3D? Because I want it. But if you go at 7, we could have casted. I'm going to go to all of it. <laughs> all right, guys. 
Again, <laughs> thank you for being part of the community. And if you get a chance this week, because so many people are experiencing Daredevil right now, it is it would actually be a huge help if uh, you guys get a chance to just share an episode on Facebook or Twitter or whatever you use so maybe your friends can catch on to this thing too and be a part of it. Uh, all right. We're going to let you guys go now. Have a great night. Until next time, true believers. 